Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here with Sparkles for Better Mental Health. It's all about five-dimensional personal growth. And today I'm really excited to have my new friend, Babs Fascheshin. No, no, I pronounced it wrong. Tell me, how do you pronounce your name again, Babs? It's Babs Fascheshin. Fascheshin, all righty. And Babs is the author of, book, of the book, Cracking the Life Code. Keys to Master Your Mindset, Habits, and Behaviors for Personal Success. And through his work as a strategy consultant and his involvement in the community as a life coach, Babs has seen the tremendous impact of personal development. Babs is building a community of people who are committed to becoming 1% better each day. So excited to meet you. Welcome to the show, Babs. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. I'm glad to be here. And thank you for the great work you're doing on this podcast. Thank you so much. I like to spread the sparkles. I always say when people sparkle together, we get fireworks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I like your idea of becoming better 1% a day. It's really too much. 1% is a lot. <laughs> it is. That's true. But, but the compound effect, that's all what we need. Do a little bit, but do something right and many people just sit around do nothing so let's start at the basics how did you get into doing what you are doing and why you are so passionate personally about personal growth thank you so much um this means a lot to me uh it's really the core of my being um and as i as i think back to my early childhood and some of the experiences that defined the life that I lived, um, being born and raised in Africa, Nigeria specifically, and just being surrounded by devastation and poverty and and lack, where um, it was it was just gloom around me. I decided for myself that there had to be more to life than the experiences that surrounded my childhood, and so pretty early, right before I was a teenager, I, I just knew. I needed to step out and see a world that's beyond my immediate experience. And one day after the other, I began this whole journey of searching, looking, just curiosity, just what else could be about, what, what, what else is, is life about beyond, you know, these immediate experiences. And one very defining moment for me was when, I ran into the room one day and I saw my mom crying and um, I asked her why she, she was crying. She did tell me she had received the bad news from her mother at the time. And it was even worse because she was not in a place to help her mom and that broke her spirit. So watching my mom cry helplessly broke my heart. And then I decided, well, I, I think I want to find myself or create for myself a life where I'm able to provide help for the people that I love. And that, that was really when I took this whole journey of personal growth and personal development very seriously. Initially, I just wanted to know, what does it take to live 
a prosperous life? What does it take to live a successful life? And I began to read. I read a lot of books. I read so much. I followed lots of speakers. So while most of the other kids in college were out partying, I spent most of my evenings reading inspirational books, reading motivational books. And one thing that I discovered through the course of my reading was that there was only one thing that could change my life. There was only one thing that could change my situation. There was only one thing that could bring me out of that, you know, terrible space where I was being raised into something, a life that was better. And at the time, the one thing I discovered was my mindset. And so I began this journey of working on my mind and working on my mindset, just trying to create a shift in my mindset. I realized that, yes, I could be poor in my pocket, but I would rather be poor in my pocket than be poor in my mind. And so I wanted to invest a lot in my mind. I started again, continue to read books, continue to follow speakers that I thought had inspirational messages. I found people who had been through the path that I was taking at the time. I listened to them, watched them, paid, <laughs> paid my little you know, money as a student in college just to listen and hear and, and I began to practice. I guess that's fundamentally what changed it for me when I began to take action and began to practice. And today, after over 20 years of this journey of personal growth and development, I just thought it was important for me to find a way to you know, codify or condense all of my lessons and knowledge and experiences into this manual or book that I've called Cracking a Life Code, just so I could hand it over to someone else and they could maybe pick up some lessons and so they can um, maybe navigate life better. Wow, that is really amazing, Babs. And I'm really excited that you are doing what you're doing. What a story from Nigeria to, I assume you're not living anymore in Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, and uh, out of the slums into a good future. And you're still a young man. And look what you achieved already. What do you think were the most important books in your life? If you have... Would, have to name three or five of them. Well, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, first two books that I think everyone needs to read, essentially because these books really just speak to mindsets. And I've read a lot of other books. Well, one of them is called Just Mindset by itself, uh, by a uh, PhD. Uh, what I can't remember. That's okay. But uh, yeah, um, I think the books that have impacted me the most are books around mindset and that was really because i discovered that the one thing that could change my life was really to first change my mindset i love that and what's your favorite speakers i was curious i mean i've listened to so many um speakers i think um i think Brene brown does an excellent job when she when she teaches specifically around her area um, of practice um, I'd love her talks about vulnerability. She's done a lot of work or research on vulnerability. I, I do listen to um, the likes of uh, Tony um, Robin, Tony um, Robbins, when, yeah. He, yeah, when he tries to, when he does his inspirational speeches. Uh, Liz Brown, I have listened to. Um, and my mentor, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, who is now of blessed memory, passed away, I think, in 2013, uh, 14, there about, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, these are people who have really inspired me. I'm 
very happy that there are many inspirational people in this world and everybody that listens, follow those. And Babs, I'm happy to say that you are one of them. I aspire to be one of them too. Because everybody, what most people do, they browse the internet and they look for inspirational people to follow. And you are one of them. And I looked at the Life Code book. It is amazing. It really has a whole code of life in it. Now, let me ask you, why do people need to crack the Life Code at all? Is it like an egg? (laughs) I know, I know. Cracking the life code is is critical. And I think for anyone who is interested in shaping their lives in a certain way or who is interested in living a more flourishing and a more fulfilling life, um, it's important to crack the life code. Essentially, what life codes are, they are habits, mindsets, and behaviors that either hinder us or help us achieve the life of our dreams. There comes a time in in our lives where we have to sit down and ask ourselves what I've called the realistic or do a realistic self-assessment. Are these habits and these mindsets, are they limiting me? Are they hindering me? Are they preventing me from making the moves that I need to live the kind of life that I desire? What can I do to identify limiting beliefs. And when we identify these limiting beliefs, which I've referred to as codes here, then we need to crack them and replace them with simple, positive, healthy codes that then align with the destination and our, uh, uh, yeah, the destination we're seeking to get to. So it's important to crack the life code if we're looking to live a more purposeful, meaningful, and fulfilling life. Mm. It sounds really like a simple thing that we all should do. Why don't people do it? (laughs) So many reasons, right? Uh, Not a lot of people do it. Uh, Personal growth is really not something that I've found that everybody is interested in. Uh, Many of us are very comfortable with our current situation. Some of us have just been, you know, have grown to believe that there couldn't be anything better than where we are. Um, And for some of us, it's just the fear of stepping out of that comfort zone. And so I have had interactions with a lot of people who say to me very clearly that I would rather swim in a pond than swim with sharks in the deep. And I tell them that I would rather swim with sharks in the deep because you never find a big catch at the shallow end of the water. So for so many people, they're comfortable swimming at the shallow end of the water. But if you need a big catch, if you need a big break, if you need a breakthrough, you may need to move further. You may need to push a little ahead, but then there's a pain that comes with that. There's an effort that's required for that. And not everybody is willing to put in that effort to make that you know, move that would take them to that next level. And so there's a lot of comfort in our you know, safety, um, and, and, and essentially, this is really one of the reasons why I think not a lot of people want to make that move. Mm. I think that is a really good reason. So many people are comfortable. They spend their days on the couch watching Netflix TV, getting distracted. 
instead of pursuing their purpose, passion, that what I say makes them sparkle, that what makes your life worthwhile. Now, let me ask you, how would you define success in life? Because many people just think of it all having lots of money, but that's not really what it means, right? What does it mean in your life code? Well, thank you. Um, I have seen a lot of people with plenty of money who decided to take their own lives. Um, so I, I realized from that observation that my definition of success couldn't be anywhere close to money. Um, because if money was success, I think most of the wealthy people that I know who took their lives may not have done that. So I decided to define success by three things. Um, success for me is about meaning, it's about purpose, and it's about fulfillment. So I want to be able to find meaning in life. I want to be able to live a meaningful life in, in, in a way that I'm able to impact the world around me. That's success for me. And I've, if I'm able to discover, not only discover my purpose, but then to take it one step further to achieve or fulfill my purpose, because the discovery of purpose is not a guarantee of its fulfillment. So it's one thing to discover the purpose you're halfway through, but then you need to step into fulfilling the purpose. So if I'm able to discover and fulfill my purpose, I think that I've achieved success in life. And the last thing is fulfillment. If I'm able to find fulfillment in my life, in the life that I live, I think that's how I would define success for myself. So it's literally about meaning, purpose, and fulfillment. I love it how you break that down in the steps to take, because it's not just about, as you said, discovering your purpose. That is hard for many people. I talk to many people who uh, are depressed. I mean, I ask them, what do you want? I don't know. They tell me what they don't want. And as you know, what the brain focuses on, that's what you get. So there you go. They need your life code. No question about it. So let me ask you, but how do people discover and then fulfill their purpose in this world that's always on, always destruction, something new in the news, some other scary news that the news media puts out there for us to be afraid and freeze in place? How do you discover your purpose and then move on to actually put it in action and fulfill it? Awesome question. I, I'll start by saying that when, when I turned um, school age and it was my first day of going of school, so my dad took the television out of the living room and a television did not return into the home at all until my youngest brother graduated college. So essentially, I was not raised with television. And as I continued my adult life, you know, as a child, if you didn't quite, if you, if you weren't raised a certain way, you might not miss it as an adult. So when people talk about television shows and all that, I don't care about those because up until this day, I have never bought a television. So what I realized is not having a television has helped me focus a lot on myself rather than focusing on the society and the news and the world around me. So I have focused more of my time on myself. Many people spend a lot of time with friends and family and work and school and so many other things in the gym, in the supermarket, 
but not enough time on the most important part of their life, which is themselves. So to discover your purpose, you really need to first spend significant amount of time on yourself, with yourself, and find some time to evaluate your life. Just take a look at the life through of your life through the course of your childhood, all the way to wherever you are today. Usually there is something that is like a thread that runs through your life if you take a very close look at your life through from childhood. For example, I like to say that, give my, my example, personal example, at six, I was on television reciting poems, um, inspirational poems. Um, by the time I was nine, I was already uh, doing debates in school and, and leading the debating team. By the time I was 12, I was sitting in coaching sessions. By the time I was 17, I first organized my uh, young adult conference at 17. Was in college, I was leading a lot of public speaking initiatives and engagements. Now, when I got out of college, it was pretty easy for me to take stock of my entire journey and see that there is one thread that continues to run through my life. It's the fact that there is a, an incredible desire to encourage, inspire, and challenge others. And I realized that my purpose could be centered around these things. And that's when I began to dig deeper. So for every individual who's listening today and you're wondering, how do I even discover my purpose? Essentially, we need to spend a lot of time with ourselves and understand clearly what, it's, what is that thing in terms, we might call it interest, we might call it something to get us sparkles or something that gets us super excited, something for which we could do without an income. And when we look at all the cores of our lives, we would find that single thread reoccurring in different shapes and, and phases through the cores of our lives. That could begin to point us in the direction of our purpose. Now, the moment you clearly identify your purpose, that's not the point to celebrate and sit quiet. It's now the time to walk in your purpose. Now, for me, what I did at the time was to begin to determine where I wanted to work. I made sure my career choices was in alignment with my purpose. I made sure my interests were in alignment with my purpose. So today I have, I have um, published a book that is in alignment with my purpose to inspire, encourage, and challenge people to become better versions of themselves. Um, I now have a, a, a whole program, Cracking a Life Code, a platform that helps people do the same thing. And so my choice of career, which is in consulting, has really been to help people grow businesses and achieve more successes with their, with their businesses. So I think what we need to do in terms of fulfilling our purpose is really to begin to make choices that align with our purpose. So when you understand your purpose, you would not be dissipating energy in so many different areas of life and chasing so many different things at the same time. You'll be very focused in deciding what interests you and what does not interest you. Wow, that is really important. And then do the practical steps one by one you need to do. Now, many people that I talk to are a little older, say 40s, 50s, even 60s. And at some point in their life, they got derailed. And maybe it was an adverse childhood event that set them up 
to be not as successful as they thought they might be have been otherwise or they had a boat of severe depression some life event stressors that got them out of their way like it happened to me and then they were put on medication that put them into zombie state an inability to work on themselves for some time what do you do with people that come later to you and maybe they already have a career what what is what how can they crack their life What's very interesting to note is it is never too late to crack the life code. Um, I like to say that acknowledgement is the button of operation here. So acknowledging that I need to crack the life code is the first biggest step. And it doesn't matter what time we acknowledge, what time we identify that need, or what time we discover that we need to crack the life code. What's important is from the moment you discover, what actions do you need to begin to take? So whether you discovered your your need to crack the life code yesterday or you discovered it today, what's more important is how committed are you to taking the actions that is needed? And so here's what I like to encourage people who might say, well, I'm getting older. The point is from where you are today to the point where you exit the planet, if you're able to shift your perspective and change the course of your life for the rest of your life, would you be happy or not? So I am more interested in the rest of the life that is ahead of me and not the one that is behind me. So I may not have influence over the life that I've lived that is behind me, but I have control over what is left. And no matter how short it is, no matter how long it is, I want to focus on what I can do today that can make me happier in life, that can help me live a more flourishing life for however long I have to do it. So let's focus on the life that's ahead because the what's coming is far bigger, greater, and more impactful than what's behind. I love this attitude really a lot. And what you said before is for you, it started with really the decision that you did not want to stay in the position you found yourself, that uh, life put you at birth in Nigeria in poor poverty. You wanted something better for yourself. And I think at every stage in your life, we can make that decision to start living your best life and as long as you're still breathing you can do it right that's right that's right and and i love this attitude and i i i I totally agree with you it is not very helpful to focus on all the bad things that happened to you in the past it just makes you unhappy (laughs) it does not help and that's right you learned from that became the person you are today and now it's time to move on and i think Cracking the life code is a very good strategy to start. And I know because I looked at the table of contents, I haven't read the whole book. I would love to do that at some point. I'll do a book book review if I may. And uh, uh, I see you have worksheets in the back. Tell us about that a little bit, because I think that's a very important part of this amazing book, over 400 pages for a very reasonable price. So you need to check that out. Okay, tell us about that. Thank you uh, so much. Um, so as I was as I was beginning to read a lot in my late teens, uh, 
I found that the books that impacted me the most were the ones that led me to commit to action. And so I've always wanted to write books that not one that sits on the shelves to collect dust. I wanted a book that people would read and rip apart and just completely, you know, drown themselves in the content of the book. But then I also wanted to leave the reader with a tool that could be helpful beyond just the tips and the strategies in the book. Uh, and so I decided to dedicate the back of the book to an entire workshop, which really I called the realistic self-assessment. Essentially, what I did with this workbook really is to get the reader to reflect. So having read all the stories and read all the tips and the strategies, you need to do some self-reflection. And I wanted to just guide the reader in doing that. A lot of people who have read the book and taken time to go through the worksheet work or workbook area have come back to say to me, this is probably the most impactful book I have read because it has helped me read and then think and reflect. And then it has made me commit to action. My primary goal is that you read a book you reflect on your life based on what you've read, and then you identify areas that you need to work on, and you identify what type of work you need to do in those areas to help you move your life from where you are to where you ought to be. That's what the entire workbook area is. It really just it helps. I, I encourage readers to just spend some time in quiet um, silence and just reflect using those those questions they're very helpful i love that idea and really the whole book is exactly what a coach does and i know you are working as a coach i'm working as a coach we both embrace the concept of coaching as positive personal growth that is more or less self-directed and with your book you give the people a perfect way to start on a very low budget to say it open and if they then see it in you and say, hey, that makes total sense. I want to work with Babs. What do they need to do? Um, send us an email at help at crackingthelifecode.com. And we are always available and willing, ready to help. We have hosts of coaches who are trained to address um, different areas of life from health and wellness to business and career to relationships you know, and um, different other areas of life to finances. There are different coaches who specialize in these key areas of life who can help um, anyone who is committed to becoming 1% better each day. That is wonderful. And I'll make sure to share all those important links. Now, uh, at, la at the last, uh, I wanted to ask you how... What is one, if you would put it in one sentence, what could you tell the people that are listening right now to start doing to crack their life code and start to sparkle and recover their sparkle? Awesome. I think that, like I said earlier, uh, the most important thing is to focus on our mind. If there's anything I want to encourage the listeners today to do is to make a determination in their hearts and their minds that they would do something each day that nourishes their mind. 
one of the greatest ways to prepare ourselves for a more flourishing life and living with sparkles is to encourage ourselves to embrace positivity in our lives. Essentially, when we look around in media, when we look around in the society in general, what we find is signals that are pretty negative, so many of them. Think about the last two years um, with you know the devastation of COVID. Just after that came the monkeypox. Just right in the mix of that, we're dealing with inflation. So there's always something that can be overwhelming. There's always something that can be depressing. Some people are going through layoffs right now. So many different things can be depressing when we look outward. So what I want to encourage the listeners to do is to look inward and nourish themselves with positivity and find ways by either by listening to positive messages, positive tapes, inspirational speakers, reading inspiring books. Just do one thing a day that inspires you positively or nourishes your mind positively. When our minds are nourished, the products and the outputs of our minds become positive. I think that's the first place to start. Let's just expose our mind only to positive stuff. We have the, the, the mind is like a gate, right? To our soul. We can decide to shut the gate to negativity or open the gates to negativity. So as you go about your day, identify opportunities to open yourself up to positivity and shut your mind up from negativity. That's the very simple first step that I would like our listeners to take. I love that. So shut your mind off the negativity and focus on the positive things. I love it. And that's where gratitude and forgiveness and all those good things come in. I love you. I love what you do. And all the links and the link to your book on Amazon will be below this video in the text. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Babs. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait to see what else you come up with in your future. Thank, thank you. So you. Much. Thank you so much for having me. I totally appreciate being on your show today. Thank you so much. And for all that's still listening, make sure to tune in to the next episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Bye-bye.